Hey, it's Ophie from the Astro Twins, back for another round of Starstruck with the lovely Mecca Woods. Hey, everyone. My sad sister. Um, <laughs> you might know her as the Mechanism on Twitter, where she can be counted on for spicy, sad tweets and opinions. <laughs> yes. Not necessarily only her own. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good ones, I yeah. love it. Very yes. entertaining. Astrologer, author, my life created. You write yes. for Bustle. I write for Bustle. I'm also a mom of a very fiery Aries. Oh, yes. that alone deserves <laughs> that is... uh, its own. I feel like we need support clubs for moms of Aries children. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no, yeah. Yeah, I write for Bustle. Um, I've, my horoscopes have been in essence. Uh, Girl Boss, Refinery29, I've been all over the place. True Sag, yes. coloring books. You have a, yes. an awesome book, Astrology for Happiness, happiness and Success. success. Mm -hmm. Just You're just a Sag, on yeah. fire, always making it happen. So I, I make it do what I do. Yeah, <laughs> we cannot be stopped. So um, yeah, and I'm so excited because we're going to talk about wellness and self-care and mindfulness and mm -hmm. just how to really, you know, Stay connected to you throughout 2020 yeah. because there's a lot of planetary stuff happening. A lot of stuff happening for 2020. Yeah. We have conjunctions and eclipses and retrogrades and all kinds of things. And so yeah. for me, um, you know, I, so I'm a Leo rising, which means that like my career zone is uh, Taurus. So for me, it's always about like, how can we make this information uh, practical? How can we make it useful and usable and like embody it so that we can live our best lives? So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that yeah. today. My Capricorn rising is all for that. And that's, you know, that's kind of our job as astrologers these days. Like we can, it's great to learn about yourself and you should, yeah. but this is about practical information. So, you know, there's a very heavy earth energy. I've been talking about that with everyone. Mm -hmm, a lot mm -hmm. of planets in Capricorn and Uranus and Taurus. So Saturn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think of earth as being embodied and sensual and sensory. Yes. How do you see yes. earth elements? Um, I, I see it the same way. I think earth encourages us to get into our bodies and because I feel, especially like if you live in a city like New York, that's very hustle and bustle. Um, we're kind of living from like the neck up and just kind of like focused on getting to where we got to go. Um, you know, kind of getting through the day, you know, sucking down coffee, trying to keep, trying to keep going. Yeah. Right. And we're really, we're not really giving much uh, thought to like how we feel in our bodies unless we got like aches and pains. Yeah. And when I think about like, especially now with like, this like Capricorn crescendo that we have coming up. For... <laughs> nice nice sag alliteration there. I love it. <laughs> this Capricorn crescendo that we have starting out the new year. Um, for me, I think it's really Im important for folks to kind of be able to get into their bodies, to feel good in their bodies um, and really being able to figure out like what works for them, what works, what doesn't work. Because I feel like sometimes with earth, if there's too much, it can be quite heavy. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, learning how to use astrology as a tool for wellness is really important. It's, it's helped me in, in, in a lot of different ways as well. How do you help your clients or your readers or people you work with? Do you, so, does that come up a lot as a theme? Yeah. So I tend to like look at the birth chart. Um, one of the ways like when people are coming to me about like, um, you know, what should they do if they've been going through like a very challenging period? I like to look and see like what's in their chart in terms of like what 
elements might be missing from their chart. So if there's yeah, like an elemental imbalance, right. right? So if someone is really like fire heavy and you don't have much water, then that would be someone that I would probably recommend. Like, you know, you should go swimming or, you know, you should stay hydrated or, yeah. you know, you need to do things that are cooling and like soothing to the body as opposed to like, you know, hard hitting like cardio and like, you know, heavy like blood pumping stuff because they probably already do that already. Yeah. Um, or someone who has a lot of water um, and may feel like very tired and very sluggish all the time, I would recommend that they would do like more fire stuff or even, you know, call in some earth to like ground yeah. and steady Soak them. Soak that water. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So yeah. I try to look at the birth chart and from that standpoint of like, what is this person sort of missing? And then like, how can we bring that element in through like physical exercises or just like um, maybe even like for someone who um, is missing air, I try to give them like, you Me. know, <laughs> like verbal extra like mantras or affirmations or journaling uh, I go to, to karaoke to get... for my low air oh, just to, yeah just breathe. to breathe and to yes yeah yeah totally I hit my microphone there yeah <laughs> <laughs> speaking of air yeah yeah so yeah. Th so those are like things that I I try to like encourage people and, and I put some of those things in my book too like um yeah, for yeah. astrology for happiness and success um cool. to tell people like how they can use their chart and use the astrology to figure out what works for them and then like embody that yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. We call it Astro Ayurveda. We have a little yes. thing on our site because it real that's the thing about, you know, people do their charts and they, oh, I'm like this. But it's like, no, you can then balance it out. It's like if you're weak on one side of your body, you do more exercises to strengthen mm -hmm. it or whatever. Yeah. So and we can look at the whole year that way, which, yeah. you know, so as we have this earth heavy year, like you just said, it can make us grounded, which is good, but right. can also make us stuck, stuck. in one place, mm -hmm. get a little too, you know, spinning our wheels. Um, and you mentioned before we started filming that we have uh, Gemini North Node. We have some air coming in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about like the shift from, you know, the Cancer and Capricorn emphasis and moving into the Gemini Sagittarius access because, you know, I'm a Sag. Because, duh. <laughs> Um, and I'm, a, you know, I'm an Aquarius moon, so the air for me is like, yes, you know, new things, fun things. Let's, you know, like, yes, let's breathe again. Um, but I'm also really excited about it because I think, you know, it'll it'll help us to like. So we're we're kind of tearing things down, tearing down like old structures and like old ways of doing things, old habits, right? That that's what all this Capricorn and Cancer energy is helping us do. And I feel like the the Gemini Sagittarius energy is going to help us with laying new foundations mm -hmm. and going in a new direction in terms of like, you know, where we can live our best lives. So with all of that North Node Gemini energy, I also think about that um, just in context to like doing things that are fun, you know, yeah. kind of we can use some fun with right. all this heavy Capricorn right. energy. Things have been so serious and so yeah. dark. And so, you know, I was just having a conversation about that earlier with another Sag friend of mine. <laughs> we're like, fun right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like Jupiter left and we're like, wait, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're trying to say like, you know, 2020 is definitely a year for like recapturing, um, joy, right? And, and looking at ways that we can do new things and, and, and entertain new ideas and meet new people and do it in a way that feels good, but also kind of gets us out of our rut and kind of gets us, you know, like get the, the, the stuck parts unstuck. So that's that's the way that I'm them looking at uh, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm not a medical astrologer, and you know there are people who are who are amazing, but I do know that Earth, um, 
earth, uh, an earth emphasis could make this a good year to work on posture mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know. Or weightlifting or training. That's, yeah. that's a good thing too, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or what you eat, simplifying, sustainability, earth likes that sort of regimented. So mm -hmm. as a Sag, I'm not, I don't like to be told <laughs> what to do on a daily basis. Right. I like to be spontaneous. But for people who do like simplifying and habits, I think it could be a, a good year for that or to find a practice. Yeah, well, I, I'm excited um, because we're pretty primarily all the planets are going to be retrograde at some point next year. Yeah. And I know pe a lot of people tend to freak out when they hear retrogrades because, you know, Mercury retrograde tends to get a bad rap. Um, people start freaking out like, oh, you know, this is going to go wrong. That's going to go wrong. But I was actually born um, when, under Mercury retrograde. That was too. That's so funny. <laughs> I love, right? And, and, a and, lot of writers are. Yeah. I think because we're like thoughtful and take our time with our words. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And so retrograde planets can actually um, be really helpful in terms of like figuring out like what you want, what's good, you know, kind of reassessing and kind of retracing your steps to figure out like, okay, do I want this? Do I not want that? Yeah. So that when you weigh, when you start, when the plants start moving forward again and you're moving forward, you have a clear idea in terms of where you want to go. So the two planets that I'm primarily looking at in terms of the retrograde for next year are Venus retrograde and Mars retrograde. Yep, those are the love <laughs> planets, but right. they're also, um, Venus is also beauty, self-care, mm -hmm. how you nurture and pamper and adorn yourself. Yes, yes. And then Mars is like your energy and stress levels and how you expend energy. How do you see them? So when I think about Venus and Gemini, um, especially, well, retrograde, I think about like reconnecting with friends, right? I think, you know, in terms of where we are, the Capricorn, crescendo is yeah. showing us that we can't do it alone, right? There's a lot of emphasis that is put on like self-sufficiency and kind of like, you know, soldiering through and being, you know, being your own, I guess, you know, being the captain of your own ship, so to speak. Keeping that stiff upper lip right. and just enduring. Yeah. Right, but at the same time, like the flip side of that is feeling very isolated and very lonely and, you know, having a lot of undue pressure or burden on oneself, right? And that's where all the stress and the anxiety and like the depression and things like that can come from. So at the end of the day, we need people, right? And so when I think about that Venus retrograde, it's there to help us to reassess our relationships with others. But more so, I think it's a really good time for us to like to reconnect with the people that we love, especially after like coming out of like a very busy, you know, holiday season, you know, the hustle and bustle of every day. It's really good to be able to like slow down and just catch up with the people that make us laugh. And that's also when I think about yeah. a Gemini, like the jokes are just so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we need some humor because it's going to be an election year here in the U.S. Oh, and yeah. if we can't laugh about the circus that's probably about to happen, then I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah. need some Gemini lightness. Some light, some, some brevity. Air. Yeah, some, some lightness in the air. So I definitely yeah. think about that. And I also when I think about Gemini energy, I think about like, um, I know this is somewhat similar to Leo, but like just like that childlike, playful, kind yeah. of like um, curious energy. So just thinking about ways that you can like reconnect to the inner child and like mm -hmm. feed your curiosity and like explore things. And you might even, you know, it's like for me, I've been thinking about um, reconnecting to things that I used to do when I was younger. Like I, I always was a writer. And when I was little, I used to like write stories. I used to get like reams of paper and like staple them together. Yeah. And like I would, I would illustrate them myself and I would write myself. Sages <laughs> of Mercury retrograde, oh my God. 
publishers. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. But it. when I did those things, it just it just made me light up. Or just like thinking about like you know pa painting or just things that you could hobbies. do creatively, like hobbies or like Gemini creative. associate with hobbies, especially what you do with your hand or talking or right. mimicking. You might take an improv class yes, or just yes. anything you can Going do. Going to that's... a comedy club, you know, yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. So self care is a term that is overused maybe a little bit these days mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yet self-care itself is important for yes, all of us and yes. you know like you said we tend to think oh, i'll just keep going until i feel the aches and pains right but right we don't have to do that no we don't and you know the other thing that i think about too like with this like retrograde um, between mercury retrograde and venus retrograde in gemini i also think about like the kind of like information that we're constantly consuming right yeah um i am a big like you know in i'm a big like I sing this from like the mountaintops, like take social media cleanses, you know, like be very careful. <laughs> it, it is really yeah. hard because we're constantly like plugged in day after day. Um, but I really think that it's kind of like unnatural for us to be bombarded with news 24 seven. And a lot yes. of the news tends to be very heavy. And this is actually something that I um, talk about like in my book too, because I, I talk about that for like Gemini specifically of like, be very careful of like, what you focus your mind on because that becomes yeah. your reality. And I'm reminded of this book um, that Deepak Chopra wrote called The Seven Keys to Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And in it, he talks about like how um, we, like the mind exists, exists for us to use and not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So like whenever we're like caught up in like worrying about the past or worrying about the future or like in this space of like, not being present to the moment, it's like we're robbing ourselves, yeah. you know, of being able to create and able to like rest and relax. And so he talks about like different things that, you know, you can do. So like, I really like the idea of like, when we're in that moment of like, fra like being frazzled or like worry of like, just kind of bringing ourselves like back to like the present moment, either through like a scent that's in the air or a color that we see or something that we hear or just with breath too. And that's right? good for the air and right, the earth right theme right. to just get grounded. Because I think between all the Capricorn earthiness, there's going to be maybe some worrying. We could go to that. And then the air could get us scattered. Yeah, and right. when we have Venus, when we have a retrograde, what happens is we tend we tend to sometimes bring up the past and start to rehash things. Mm -hmm. So I think I really hear in what you're saying that in 2020, it's going to be important to like manage our minds mm -hmm. a bit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I think it was Wayne Dyer who said, what you focus on expands. Right, so right, know yeah. that whatever you're thinking about in the moment is going to take on uh, extra importance. So right. like unhooking your mind is a discipline it's hard to do once you it get is. in that groove. Right, right, right. But I think that the way in which we can do it is not so much, and even not so much of like beating ourselves up either, because I think that sometimes that can kind of put it on like a, a nasty loop too, where it's like, oh, now I'm worrying about this, or oh, I shouldn't be thinking about that. It's not even so much about like, you know, being sort of like a, a drill sergeant with oneself. I think it's just more about the awareness. So like when you feel yourself slipping into a worry or thinking about things that you probably can't control in the moment, it's just good to just gently bring your thoughts back to the present. Yeah. Let's talk about Mars, because Mars is going to go retrograde in Aries yes. in the latter part of the year. 
on uh, the fall, and that's a that's a time to get physically active or to really <laughs> double down on that. Because sometimes the only way to get that stuff out of your mind is just to release it. Right, physical, physical activity. Right, exactly. In the body. Yeah. So. so I'm I'm excited about Mars and Aries. I guess because I'm a Mars and Leo person, so it's fire, fire, and I'm like yes. Um, <laughs> for most of the year, we're gonna have it in there. Right yeah. for for six months. Right. Yeah. I think it's gonna mm -hmm. be, um, which is a very rare occasion. So for me, you know, my Mars. Is, is interesting because in my own chart, Mars is tucked away in the 12th house and it's also retrograde. So sometimes I can't get to her. I, I, she's a her. I call Mars a her in my chart. <laughs> Gender uh, non-binary <laughs> planets is how we like to rule. Yes. Yeah. So um, I can't always get to her um, the way that I want to. So the way that I've been thinking about like re-engaging my Mars is through like physical activities that are fun. Mars and Leo, I, it needs to be fun. It can't be like things that I hate yeah. to do. And I kind of think of that similarly to uh, Mars and Aries because it's a very like uh, fiery, adventurous, very passionate kind of energy. So I think about that in context of like thinking about things, again, kind of reconnecting to that childlike, very like raw, very sort of passionate sort of energy, things that are fun, things that are adventurous, things that challenge us and sort of push us a bit, but also things that like as we're doing it also helps to build our confidence too. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of the things that I've been doing is archery and that's a really where big you, deal. Where are you doing that, by the way? <laughs> You mentioned that. I mean, I know we're the center of the bow and arrow, but where can you do archery right, in New so, York? So I'm Let's doing it. back up for that, yeah. So I'm doing it at this place uh, in Brooklyn, actually. There's, an, um, there's a, an archery range down there called Gotham Archery. And I've been doing it there. Um, I, just, I just started, so I'm no pro. But I like it because one, hand and eye coordination, you know, yeah. Mercury retrograde. So it, it's big for me. And then also it's helping me to reconnect with both my Mars and also my inner child. Because when I was younger, I didn't like to compete, you know, and, and do things because I would lose and I feel bad and, you know, all those kinds of little old things. And so doing this allows me to feel good about myself. I'm having fun. And it's also something that's like, you know, physically exerting. So I, I so so those are kind of things that I'm thinking about that people can do um, during that Mars retrograde. Yeah, that's yeah. So um, and uh, I'll tell a little story about a little class I was in called special gym in elementary school. Oh, my goodness. It was the special ed of gym classes and I got put in it. Oh my goodness. Because I was <laughs> I was like a nerdy kid and so same, same. <laughs> so if I can do something during Mars retrograde, you can yes. too. I just wanted to make everybody out there feel better as we tell you to exercise. If I'm gonna do it, you're gonna do it too. Yes, but, right. Yeah, but right. it's not about the competition. I mean, right. for some people it is. Yeah. Some people are motivated by competition, but when Mars is retrograde, what's important is to just, a lot of energy and stress and anger can build up, mm -hmm. especially because it's gonna be in Aries, which is a sign that it rules. We're gonna get this double dose of this volcanic right. Mars energy, and you're gonna need an outlet in the second half of the year. Yes, yes. You're gonna to wanna to plan for that. So kind of the way the year could go is that there's all this sort of earth energy where everything feels serious in the first half and very, um, you know, kind of, we're all focused on building and securing things and you know if there's going to be a recession we don't know so we got to you know work hard and secure the you know so there's there's going to be a lot of 
information, I think, thrown at people that activates the worrying. Yeah, yeah, people will definitely feel like battening down the hatches, so to mm -hmm, speak, I think, mm -hmm. during the first part of the year. And then as we go deeper into uh, the second half, especially as the, the nodes switch over and then we start getting the eclipses on the yeah. Gemini and Sag axis, it's going to be like, poof, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, all right, now we're off, you know, off to the, off to the races, so to speak. Might and be a little whiplash uh, yeah, feel in there too, yeah, like yeah. plodding along and then you. Right, yeah. because Gemini energy, it you know, it just comes at you really fast, like lightning speed almost, mm -hmm. you know, I mean Mercury. So it's just like, you know, lots of things coming at you all at, from all different angles. So I think in order for us to be able to like, uh, you know, get into that shift gradually so that we don't get the whiplash, I think it'll be really important to kind of like just be being aware of it, but also like being ready with like different ways that you can embody that energy. Because to me, when I, I have Saturn too, sits very heavy in my chart in my first house. So constantly thinking about like embodying things as a way to make peace with the energy or call the energy in that you're looking to to utilize. How do you do that? Like, give me an example. So that for sounds interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. for example. Um, like I mentioned, my Mars is tucked away in the 12th house. So sometimes trying to get going or um, doing things or even just getting angry about things are sometimes things that are elusive to me. The 12th house, for those who are new to the astro speak, is the sort of hidden part of the chart. And then Mars is almost the opposite. It's very in your face. So to have it tucked in this a sort of submerged part of the chart can like make you a little bit of a ticking time bomb. Yeah. If you haven't done your chart, you can uh, do one on astrostyle.com for free and see if you have anything in those houses. Once you start getting into it, it's right. really yeah, then, fascinating. Then you, right, and then you can kind of figure out like how to harness it. Right. So I noticed that because my Mars is kind of tucked away in this sort of like secret garden of my birth <laughs> chart, so to speak, yeah. um, I have to do things physically to like pull her out. So either that's through like, you know, um, maybe lifting weights or doing something physical, or it has to do with like um, anything involving like some sort of like competition or even just doing things where I have to like be in front of a crowd where I have to lead or like- Speaking in public. Speaking or that in kind public. Of yeah, like that's the way that I kind of like pull that Mars out of that 12th house and get her going by putting myself, purposely putting myself in things that may feel a bit uncomfortable, but as I'm doing it, it helps me to build my confidence and also helps me to channel my what Mars in a healthy way. So how do you get past the fear? Because a lot of people are stopped by, we all have the great, especially because this is here airing at the new year when we come up with all our resolutions and intentions. So right. like, how do you get yourself over that threshold of like, I know I should do this, but right. I'm scared. So how do you get out of the fear out that's, of the way? That's a great question. And I feel like this is actually a good question um, as we're going into that Gemini Sag dynamic too, right? Yeah. Because Gemini and Sag, I feel like Gem Sagittarians, we're always good at being like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to do it, right? Yeah. Whereas Gemini energy is a little bit more thoughtful because it's the mind, it's the intellect. It's like, oh, no, we need to focus on the smaller details and how we're going to get from A to B. So I feel like sometimes people can get into like a bit of a analysis paralysis, yeah. as they say. Yeah. So for me, the way that I do that is that I try to detach from the outcome. Right. So I can have a vision or I have a plan about something that I, I want to do, but I don't put so much emphasis on this thing having to work a specific way. Right. Like I'm going to get this out of it. Right. I'm going to. Yeah. You yeah. just like be you're, So you're engaging with the process of it versus like 
it's gonna I'm gonna run a 10k or whatever right yeah because I think it, it helps to take some of the pressure off of off of you when you kind of mm-hmm. pull back from like this like it, it must look like this it must work this way and you give yourself some room and some flexibility because it could turn out much better and if there's a, you know a situation where it doesn't necessarily turn out exactly the way you want then there's still like some learning in there and there too. will be by the way situations right. with, with all that capricorn energy it's really about the process more than the destination although you will be goal very yeah. goal goal oriented you'll be yeah. goal oriented but that's goal obsessed is a little bit different than yeah, that what right. i'm hearing I'm yeah. not, you're also making me think like you know gemini and also aries which mars will be in they're both playful you know mm-hmm. we forget mm-hmm. as especially as, as adults we forget to play yeah. playing yeah. is you know engaging in life not attached to the outcome but right. engaging for engaging's sake so this is this is a year where we will need to be reminded to play for sure so yeah. archery sounds fun like i love so so i think you know part of your well-being self-care practice of 2020 is to find an area to play mm-hmm. to be playful yeah. meaning try something new do something different right fail be messy be messy or even reconnecting to something maybe that you maybe used to love to do and yeah. maybe you forgot it yeah. and then you know do the retrogrades will kind of say oh hey you used to love to do you know painting or boxing or whatever and like reconnecting with that and reclaiming a part of yourself is also a good thing too yeah. yeah, and that has been hard to do over the past couple of years with the Cancer and Capricorn eclipses and mm. nodes. It's been very emotional and work and, ha- you know, Ooh, it hasn't a lot really of heavy been lifting. a lot of play. <laughs> yeah. Even with Jupiter and Sag, I don't think it's been a lot of play. So No, I feel like Saturn, like, the yeah, specifically because we had the South Node um, in Capricorn and Saturn and Pluto have been sitting on there. Yeah. And those planets are like, they're like the heavy hitters, you know, when we talk about astrology. Like, they're not like you know, playful energy like Venus or soft, cushy energy like the moon, like Saturn and Pluto, like they're We've like, all been in boot camp. Right, right. You know, they'll come in, you know, knock your door down and be like, we're here, you know, um, where like Venus might give like a little, you know, light tap or something of that nature. But those planets, because, you know, Capricorn energy is also about like maturity and like age and, you know, like wisdom wisdom and and thinking about the long term i think that's why things have been so like serious i know i don't know about you but i feel like the last year or two i've been like i've learned so much i invested in those are the Mm -hmm. kind of things i find myself saying and talking about or you know and not really talking about fun and play and that kind of thing yeah yeah i mean like even for me like uh i've experienced a lot of career growth right yeah so that's very saturn and very capricorn um, thing, you know, um, yeah, I'm a mom, so like my daughter, you know, she's 19, so, you know, she's gone going through her milestones. So there's a lot of like family stuff, a lot of like, you know, professional stuff, a lot of growth in those areas, yeah. right? Real reality, a lot right. of reality, <laughs> right. which is important, but, you know, what reality is it's sort of reality in terms of this is what's right in front of me, so I will respond to that versus like, looking out there and imagining that kind of, it hasn't been the light and fluffy, uh, ask, believe, receive kind of, which now feels like almost like, like, yeah, right. We need to bring back a little bit of magical thinking maybe with the Gemini. Like I was thinking Gemini is Peter Pan and being a mom myself of a nine year old, I've had to watch that movie recently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the never, never land or the, the, you know, the kind of, 
believing you can fly sort of thing. Like, right. like yeah. look, I'll take some of that with right. the Gemini. Or like Harry Potter, you know, those <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely Harry been thinking Potter, about that yeah. too. And, and also kind of watching, I've been finding myself too, like watching um, movies that I used to watch with my daughter when she was small. Oh, wow. um, it's, it's, it's funny, I think that's more the Cancerian um, energy side because um, it's also been making me kind of teary. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. You. Like, oh, remember when we used to watch The Lion right. King? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Little Mermaid made and those kinds of things but um but no I think I'm, I'm definitely in agreement with you in terms of like you know looking for things that make you laugh and that you know feed that like childlike wonder and curiosity because I think those are going to be things that save us during the challenging times during the times when you know there's a, the pressure is on and we have to get you know things done and we have to go into work mode there's there's a time and a place for all of that but I think you know in terms of like our well-being and and making sure that we can be our best selves, we have to be able to do things that help us to recharge and take a breather and take a breath and you know not be able to like lose ourselves um, in, in the midst of all of that. So until that point, you said at the beginning, we need other people. Like mm -hmm. I know if I'm left to my own devices, I will sit in front of my computer for 14 hours or yes. like yes. from the moment yes. I wake up until, you know, God, an ungodly time. Like, I haven't showered. And it's, the sun <laughs> is setting, you know, but I got so much done. So I found during times in my life when I did like break myself out of habits, even if they were habits that might have produced results, um, they weren't good for me personally, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. to have an accountability partner or a buddy or something like that. Yeah. Like Gemini being the sign of the twins, Capricorn being the sign of accountability. Like to have someone to kind of create your intentions with talk to for 10 minutes every day what are you going to do for yourself today mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um one of my uh one of uh, uh my virgo friends mary lofgren who has the school of sensuality or oh, sensual okay. arts yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh formerly kitty cavalier um she does a celebration call she sent out an email that she finishes her day where um, with a text with a friend about what they're celebrating about oh, the that. day. I thought I that was just that. such yeah, a great... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so which, I want to talk about rituals because people are really into having rituals. But again, and I get, I don't know if you get asked this. I get asked mm. a lot, like, what's a ritual I could do for the new moon or full moon? So I want to ask you what you think about this. Like, when do you think is a good time to do astrologically themed rituals and do you have any favorite ones um so i like to do rituals around the new moon and full moon um usually like if we're doing a new moon ritual um, i try to see what sign the moon is falling in because that'll give you like the theme yeah. on like what kinds of things will be good like where you get like the extra mojo um, for whatever intentions that you're setting and then with the full moon, very similar um, sort of thing. Full moons are always good for like releasing or like letting something go. Or if you've been working on something that you want to share the news about, full moons are always like really good times to do that. So like for me, but I would also add that I don't do rituals every new moon and every full no, moon. I used I think, to when I was like new to astrology. Yeah. Get out my Jan Spiller <laughs> new moon astrology and make all the wishes and put yes. them under a crystal and let oh them bake goodness. in the moonlight. I mean, yeah, I should yeah. probably, that's something I should bring back for the retrogrades because it was like a little journaling exercise yeah. that was probably, ended up 
like being good, but um, that's not, yeah. that sounds fun. Yeah, it does. Um, but, theory. <laughs> <laughs> but like it gets to be a little bit overwhelming when you try to do it each, you know, every month, every new moon, every full yeah. moon. So what I usually like to do is, um, so for example, let's see what's, what's coming up. So um, there's a, so at the time of this shoot, there's a, the full moon coming up in Gemini. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, what would I'm, you do for like a, well, when people are watching this, it'll be the beginning of the year. So we'll right. have a January 10th cancer full moon. It'll be a lunar eclipse for the first. So just for a little context for uh, newcomers to the astro starship, uh, there's a new moon once a month and then two weeks later a full moon and the energy builds up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a crescendo to use your word from new to full. So you start something at the new moon or set an intention and work toward it, the full moon, and then you kind of harvest, evaluate, wind down for the next two weeks as the moon wanes from full to new is the pattern. So, right. yeah, so we'll have this full moon in Cancer. Yeah, starting the new year. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so when I think about Cancer, um, two things come to mind. I think about, like, um, water, right? And I think about, like, the amniotic sac, right? <laughs> cancer. <laughs> right? Very, very Cancerian. And so when I think about that in context to... Um, you know, like a, a full moon, I think about doing like a ritual bath, right? So it could be like getting some of like your favorite essential oils or, you know, flowers or herbs, like however you want to do that, putting it into the bath and then maybe thinking about like as you're taking this bath, the things that you want to release and like let go. Um, or it could be a thing where you're thinking about just um, kind of using that as sort of like your amniotic sac where you're like, Kind of just calling in protection for the new year and like starting the new year off with like you know on that sort of like solid ground but you're also getting like that very like emotional healing and soothing and sort of spiritual sort of energy from that cancerian energy too you reminded me when you were talking about that too is like when my daughter was like 10 months old i had a friend who loved to go to those spa garden type of places and she invited me i was like huh and i ended up bringing my daughter along and we went in all the the baths and the hot tubs mm -hmm. and so in the spirit of like going with a group of friends so mm -hmm. that you can have the conversation and the communing that we're gonna need like go to one of those like you know those if you don't want to be alone in the tub right right uh, you when know. it was like yeah, like those spas or like bathhouses, yeah. right? Or <laughs> like if you live on, if you live yeah. in a warmer climate, you can also like go to the ocean, you know, yeah. with friends and like do like a, a moon ritual there. Yeah, yeah. I like I like I like rituals that are doable and and they can be elaborate, but I also like them to be easy to do. Yeah, right. Because yeah. I I want people to actually like get excited to do them, but I don't want it to be a situation where it's like so like. You gotta do it like this. Right. Or, wait, <laughs> right. you got the wrong brand of incense. Right. This thing is right. exactly. you know, yeah. wishes. Are, you gotta wait. Maybe better luck next month. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. So. Yeah. So yeah. So it should be something that's custom um, to you. That feels good to you. Something that you're excited about. Um, but that it invokes the energy that you're that you're trying to call in, or energy that may be you know that there may be a bit of an imbalance. So like if we're having all this earth then you want to work with water, um, you know, and, and kind of bringing that soothing, healing, cleansing energy that water brings. What about a retrograde ritual? What about like something to prepare you for a, a, a potentially challenging period? 
Well, with the retrogrades, I think that would be a good time for like uh, like a social media cleanse, yeah. um, or maybe like a news cleanse, and or and kind of like maybe like journaling or or picking something up that maybe you haven't had time to do and you've been wanting to do it and kind of like making that like a regular part of your day um just as a way to kind of like set the tone for the for the retrograde and also to kind of like reconnect to something that could actually you know be good for you or reconnecting to something that you actually want to do because when i think about retrogrades in particular um i think they could be really good for like going over things or like reclaiming stuff that maybe kind of got away from us you know or like fine-tuning things or just kind of like going back in the past but you know going for things that are like actual treasures as opposed to like worrying about the past or worrying about if your ex is gonna like call you right you know those they will they 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 will will. yeah um but you don't have to be will you answer yeah exactly (laughs) will you write them back is what you should be thinking about yeah no but um Yeah. yeah and i think retrogrades could also be just a time to bring more mindfulness to something just what is it what's old what needs to go what needs to come back um i think it's 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 what i'm getting from what we're saying is like it's really about the intention behind yeah. it not mm-hmm. necessarily what you do but if you are a person that loves to do an elaborate ritual and that feeds your soul and slowing down and making it almost like an art project right. like it can be a beautiful thing i have a pisces friend my friend dina who loves to like get everybody crystals and do the you know right right, right yeah. yeah but there's no right or wrong way to do Mm-mm. that it's yeah. like are you going to end this ritual really feeling like you have something you can hold on to that you can remember and keep with you? Right. And when I think about ritual, um, I think about something that we do on a regular basis, right? It becomes ritual, becomes something um, that becomes like a staple to our lives in some way. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about that in context to like well-being or self-care or astrology, um, especially, you know, with this Gemini energy, the Sag energy, the Aries energy that comes in, I just keep going back to things that feel playful, that feel yeah. fun. Um, it, it could be something, you know, maybe once a week, you know, going to a movie with a friend, or maybe once a week, you know, you go to like, I don't know, a vintage like record store or vintage shopping or, or something of that nature. You're making where... me want a retrograde. <laughs> I'm like, I... I'm so ready for a retrograde after all this Capricorn energy. Yes, yes. So I'm just thinking about different things um, that you can make a regular part of like your week or maybe the month or maybe the day, but something that you carve out time for that is special to you and that you can possibly share, you know, with a friend or two, but it becomes your time and that time becomes very sacred. Yeah. yeah, and I'm really feeling that accountability person. I mean, I I read somewhere that the average adult makes 38,000 decisions a day. Wow. That's so it's really hard, you know, remembering your intentions is really mm-hmm. hard. So having a witness, you know, having whether you write it down and put it somewhere or have your friend that you text or, hey, are you still celebrating? Or, hey, are you, even you have to have Gemini is very verbal, Gemini Sag. So having a word, even if it's like a guiding word, like I have a guiding metric um, that I call contagious ease, mm-hmm. like the opposite of disease. But like 
if contagious ease is present, like there's an ease and it spreads around and, you know, infects everybody with a sense of fun, then this is the right direction. So I look for contagious ease yeah. in things. And if it's not there, I'm like, either there's a bottleneck in the system or this isn't the right thing for me to do. So mm -hmm. having something like that for yourself. Yeah, I think it's great. And I, I'm also reminded too of like, um, the time when I was working on my book, my first book, and I don't Art. think I saw the light of day for a while. And it was so funny because I had to tell people, like, please check on me. <laughs> make, yeah. make sure I'm eating, you know, make sure I'm like showering, like, please, because it was so easy, like you were saying, like to just get sucked into something and then 12 hours would go by. And I'm like, have I been outside yet? Have I eaten yet? Mm -hmm. And so luckily, you know, I had friends who like would check on me. And then like I have um, my, my cousin slash best friend who's a pi double Pisces mm -hmm. and she's really good at being like, hey, let's blow off work you need those people in your life you know yeah. like let's blow off work. let's go see a movie let's go you know you know dancing let's go you know do these things and I'm so grateful to have like friends like that in my life yeah. who who can check up on me and like encourage me to like have fun and I think that again will be part of the story that's unfolding for us for 2020 yeah. is like the accountability partners, the friendships, yeah. the connections, um, and even making new friends, right? Yeah. So if you might find, I know, you know, some people, they might feel a bit like, you know, socially awkward or a bit um, apprehensive about making new friends, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it's easier when you can do things where you have shared interests, right? Yeah. Or doing things um, that you can like connect with people naturally as opposed to like, forcing a conversation or like feeling like you're schmoozing or those kinds yeah. of things. You don't yeah. have to go to a networking event, just, but you got to show up. You know, there was a, this old Garmento guy that I met back in another part of my career who would always say, he's like, you go, you get. <laughs> yes. And it's like, you got to show, you got to go, just go, yes. like put on the shoes and go in 2020. I'm really getting from our conversation. Like, look, we don't know. It's going to be a historic year. That's mm -hmm. the euphemism mm -hmm. for potential. I don't know what. I can't say it on camera. Well, sure I can, but I won't. <laughs> Use your imagination. There could be some interesting times. So, yes. but look, that's life. And, um, you know, Barbara Streisand said it. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever she meant by that, I'm going to make it mean we need each other. As long as we have our people, we will get through whatever circumstances get served up. So, you know, the Gemini North Node and even the Venus retrograde is going to remind us, like, you know, have your people to re help you regain your perspective. And that's really going to be one of the keys to well-being in 2020. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, have your people. Uh, have your fun. <laughs> have your fun. Have yes. fun no matter what. <laughs> there are going to be a million reasons not to have fun. The right. planet is burning. The polar ice caps are melting. Ooh. It's a shit show. Right. <laughs> and you know what? You can still have fun. You Find can. a way to have a moment of happiness and joy and bring that energy into the, you know, not to trivialize, but we're Sages. This yeah, is how we, this is how we get through. <laughs> and everybody says they love Sages. So, I know. You know don't yes. you find that when you're like, uh, you say you're a Sagittarius? So like, I love 
loves it. Yeah. It, well, I get that, or people don't know <laughs> what's that. They're they like, don't, what? Yeah. Are they like, what? what? Are they no, but yeah. No, I, or um, you guys are wild. Wild. They get wild. <laughs> but it's better than what Scorpios. Poor Scorpios. I, I always have to stick up for them. So. Me too. I, stick, I find myself sticking up for Scorps and for Geminis. Geminis, totally. Yeah. 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 They have like the, uh, the PR. They need PR help from us. Yeah. We're here for you guys. We're here so. for you. Um, any uh, final thoughts about 2020 for people and how they can have their fun and their crew and yeah I would just say um, embrace the retrogrades you know embrace slowing down um, embrace not knowing every answer and having it all solved and figured out and I think you know that's the that that is probably one of the other big sort of themes with like the Capricorn energy because Capricorn energy can be very like we have to solve this, you know, um, you know, everything, you know, we have to have a plan, everything, you know, be prepared. Like that's very Capricorn energy yeah. and that's great. But for those of you out there who have no clue <laughs> about right. what tomorrow is going to bring, that's totally fine too, because I think with the retrogrades, with the eclipses, with all the changes, um, as long as you are open, you know, as long as you, um, practice patience, things will start to crystallize and materialize in, in, in front of you and you'll be able to figure out wh what to do. But as Ophi was saying, just making sure that you show up for it and you'll be able to know which way to go. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Thank you. Mecca. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I had I'm, a great well, time. I'm sure we'll be having some sad quality time in 2020, yes. <laughs> keeping each other, uh, yeah, and you guys uh, all upbeat. Yeah. So... Happy 2020, and Happy 2020. Uh, we'll see you soon.